you know, coming to this point, it feels so good. And that's the thing that I learned too, is like, this is a journey and to appreciate all the parts of the journey, even the unconscious parenting parts, all of it. Right. And then to realize that my kids are on their own journeys. So when I can realize that I'm on my own journey, appreciate and love every aspect of it, I can do the same with them because they're on their own journey. They're having this moment. How I show up is part of that story that's written. And when they look back on their story, they can say, well, my mom was there. I am just a girl passionate about breaking old generational cycles so that I can create a better legacy for my children. Welcome to Butterfly Effect, to breaking old generational cycles. I am so excited. Leah and I are back at it for conscious parenting, and we have another guest. We have our sister friend, Melissa, and Melissa is here to talk to us about what I would call conscious parenting in action, because at the end of the day, we can talk about being conscious parents all day long. We can read all the books, we can talk about all the theories, and we can listen to all the gurus. But if you don't put that in action, then what good is it? That's first. And the second thing is, Leah and I have talked in all of the previous episodes, it's not perfect parenting, it's conscious parenting. We have also given examples of ourselves. And how for one child, it was a hot mess. For another child, it was still a hot mess, but a better hot mess. And for each level of our growth, we just keep learning and doing different things because none of us are perfect. And so as we talk today with our friend, Melissa, she's going to talk and you're going to hear all of the ways that it's okay to embrace your imperfections as long as you're conscious about them and able to shift, right? It's all about being curious about shifting and curious about being and doing something different. So I'm excited about this conversation. So I'm going to ask Leah to introduce Melissa, and then we're going to dive in. Oh, yes. Stacey, thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. And I'm super happy to have Melissa join us today because Melissa's been on this healing journey now for a little over two years. And her and I met sort of at the beginning of that journey when she was really focused on healing her body through what she ate. And Melissa works for Epic Functional Medicine and has been applying that in her life and sharing it out with our community now. She was one of my first clients and now a really good friend. So I've been able to witness her journey and the changes that she's made, the, the work that she puts in mentally, spiritually, physically on all of the levels. And conscious parenting is definitely something that comes up for anybody who's on a healing journey because that conscious part of us that's becoming aware of our own patterns and becoming aware of the places in our life that need healing 
it awakens us to seeing other aspects of our lives as well. And for those of us who are parents, we definitely begin to see that the way we interact with our children is having an effect on them. And sometimes that can be overwhelming when we become conscious to the way that we parent and we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is how I've been doing things for this long. And, and now I want to, I want to change it. And the beautiful thing about you, Melissa, is that you are willing to make changes. You're willing to see things clearly and not stay in that space, but rather what can I do to move forward in a way that's going to benefit me and that's going to benefit my children and our relationship. So I'm super excited to, to have you share your perspective and kind of what that journey has been like for you, because Stacy and I are doing this podcast series on conscious parenting to help parents who are wanting to deepen that relationship with their children and, and to do things differently than was done between them and their parents. So we are speaking to people at all levels in their parenting, whether they're just coming into this realization and learning about what is conscious parenting, whether they've been on the journey and you know, they're experiencing the struggles, whether they're considering themselves a very good conscious parent. This conversation is for everyone. So I'm super excited to have your perspective today, Melissa, and you share a little bit about your journey. So welcome. Thank you for being here with us. And I'll pass it back to you, Stacey. Okay, so that was wonderful. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction of our friend, Melissa. I love how you talked about her journey and how her journey is and will help her in becoming more conscious. And I like that scary feeling we get when we realize of all the crap that we did. So welcome, Melissa. Welcome. We're glad to have you. And I just want you to start out by sharing with us as we talk about conscious parenting. What does that mean to you? Thank you so much, Stacey, for bringing me onto your podcast. And Leah, that was a beautiful introduction. I appreciate you so much. I I love seeing myself through your eyes because um, I am doing the work and it feels really good to get that beautiful reflection. So thank you so much. And it was an honor working with both of you. To me, yeah, conscious parenting is kind of like what you said, uh, both of you. It's, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, for almost three years, I've been on this healing journey. And it was three years ago when I heard the, I think it's a quote or a saying or something from a long time ago where they say, give me a boy or give me a, a child until they're seven and I'll show you the man that they're going to be. So, you know, like a lot of that programming and conditioning and all the, the things are done in the first seven years. And that when I heard that, our youngest was seven. So I was like, dang it, <laughs> here we go. What am I going to do now? Um, and I started on my journey and realized that it's never too late to begin conscious parenting. And so for me, um, conscious parenting is being a walking safety zone for myself first and for the children. It's my relationship based off of um, authenticity versus power conversations, curiosity, compassion instead of control, which is, you know, where the background that I came from with my family was a lot of control. So relinquishing that control, being mindful, being in the present moment and, you know, choosing to just really be aware of what's going on without judging or trying to fix. And the things that come up for me uh, with conscious parenting is energy, you know, everything being energy. And I remember my children's dad used to tell me they can feel your energy when they were babies. I didn't know what that meant. I had no idea until this healing journey and they can feel the energy and then emotions. So energy and emotions, when I think of conscious parenting, it's, you know, and uh, emotions are energy and motion, but that is also how 
people process, process things. That's how I've learned how to process things. And kids, when things happen, they're just trying to process things. So allowing that to happen. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, before I was using my children to determine my identity or my worth. And so kind of removing that and choosing like wholeness, believing that, you know, believing and knowing that I'm perfect, whole and complete and being that reflection for them, but first for myself and then reflect that back to them. So it's been an interesting journey. One thing that came to me when I was thinking about this podcast was the you are statement. So you are good, you are bad. They can become I am statements or I am thoughts for your kids. So now I was very quiet a lot in the beginning of this journey. Um, and now I'm just very aware of the words that I say. It's not that I, I can't talk. It's just I'm really aware of what I say and how I say it to them. Because those statements that I tell them will become their I am thoughts in the future. And so I'm very aware of that. For me, all of that is conscious parenting, uh, pouring into myself first, 100% being that reflection, that walking safety zone for them. So Ooh la la is what I have to say. All of that was so yummy. Oh, I was taking notes because I, I wanted to reflect back some of it and, and really expand on a lot of it. Uh, your walking safety zone. I could have just dropped the mic on that one because that's, that's what kids are looking for. They're looking for connection and safety and stability and nurture. And if a parent can be a walking safety zone for their children in all areas of their life, I mean, what else can they ask for? When I see that, I feel like when you're, when you hold a child. So, you know, like when the baby was really tiny and you held it and you had to be careful how you hold the head and you had, you, you cradle. So when you said, I, you know, conscious parenting, you view that as a walking safety zone. I saw me holding my baby not a baby anymore, 13, but holding the head of that baby and, you know, kind of cradling the baby and giving it that nurture. And that's a powerful statement, a walking safety zone. Can I just tell you, if I had a consistent walking safety zone in my life, how much of the traumas I would have avoided? right? So just that statement alone was so powerful. You said a lot there. And I'm just very um, excited for the rest of this conversation. You use words like curiosity and compassion. And you talked about being present. This you are statement where when you said it, it's almost like when people point the fingers, changing that to an I am that is really powerful. But you know what else really got me? That energy piece. And we're going to talk about that a lot today. I, I know it to be true because they can feel our energy, good, bad, or indifferent. And that's why I always say our children are not doing what we say. They're doing what we do. And sometimes it's not a physical action. It's our energetic action. It's what comes from our energy that they pick up. So this already started really wonderful. And I'm glad you're using your voice. Go ahead. You're, you're a woman here. You roar. Keep using that voice. Yes, Melissa. There's so many good things that you said there. One of the ones I want to really point out is it's never too late to begin conscious parenting. Even when our children are grown, it is not too late to become a conscious parent. 
because a conscious parent means we've released our denial and we're seeing things clearly for what they are. So even when we are parents of adult children, we can choose conscious parenting and mend the relationship between parent and child. So that was really key for anybody that's listening to this. If you have a child that's past the age of seven, it's okay. Conscious parent. If you have a child that's past the age of 37, it's okay. Consciously parent. And because we could even go in as far as saying consciously grandparenting, you know, that's, that's a thing too. You also talked about, you know, using our children to dictate our worth and our value. Like how many unconscious parents do that we put so much onto our children we want to live vicariously through our children or it's like we use our children to feel um like we have purpose so to be able to step away from that and allow our children to be their own person and to reconnect with our own person that's a big part of this conscious parenting as well i'm i'm glad you mentioned that melissa because so many times you know you'll ask a mother like what is your purpose in in this life? And they say being a mom. And it's like, okay, maybe there are some of us that are that our soul comes here to parent that child. And and I I'm not going to argue with that. But I do believe we come here to be moms, but also to live in our own purpose. And that's what I found, you know, on my journey that I'm not just here to be a mom. I'm, I'm here to do big work too. And so when we're so enmeshed with our children and finding our own value in how they appear in this world, it it takes away from us and it takes away from them being able to blossom into whatever they want to be, not what we're like wanting them to be for us. So I think that was really important. You touched on it, Stacey, the you are statements become the I am statements, Melissa. That's very powerful. And I want people to know that, yes, whatever we tell our children, that will become their core belief. It will become their I I am statement. So instead of saying you are bad, you are naughty, we could say you are amazing. You are wonderful we can become conscious of the words we're speaking. Melissa, you, you said that, that now you're conscious of the words that you're speaking. So you are statements just fine if what comes after is something that uplifts and, and builds them up. But it's up to us to, to bring that conscious awareness around the words that we are speaking when we're saying you are to our children. Very, very powerful stuff. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, I love that, Leah. I mean, I really do. And the word that came to me the whole time that you were saying that was responsibility, responsibility, mm-hmm. the ability to respond. And that's what I've learned for myself is the ability. I've gained the ability to respond to my own needs, which before I was looking for them to meet my needs um, to the point where, you know, I did in-home daycare because I was like, I had these kids to be with them and I want to spend time with them. What was my intention of doing the daycare just to be with my kids? So it was very codependent and very enmeshed as I've done this healing journey and taking you know responsibility for my health, the ability to respond to my health needs. I realized, oh, I can do that in every area. And I'll tell you, the family that we have is a blended family, right? So um, I have three girls from a previous marriage and relationship. And then my boyfriend, he has three kids as well from two other people as well. So we have six kids all together. Two of them are adults. 
and then we have all the extended parents, right? So, you know, the the other kid's mom and then my kid's dad and then his ex-girlfriend who's very involved in life and his new girlfriend. So we have all these people and the responsibility part comes in where I could always blame like, oh, my kid's behavior is because of this other person or because I, you know, because how I experienced that person was they divorced me or, you know, how I experienced the other mother was like, oh, this and that. So I kind of was like, oh, it could be it's our kids are acting this way because of that. But at the same time, those, I'm realizing, you know, what I realized with conscious parenting too is everybody's like this life is a hall of mirrors. Everybody's a mirror. And so I was with this person, Tori was with this person because like attracts like. So there were some mirroring aspects, you know, we're not all holier than thou over here. So the responsibility part came, well, what's my part in this? What can I do? Not outwards like oh it's it's this person's fault or I know they do this so this is why my kids doing this it was that for a long time which is what complicated and the truth is always simple so coming back to what am I responsible for myself what can I choose to do pour into myself um, and Leah, you were huge on teaching me this because I would come to you at the beginning of us working together and say, but oh my gosh all this like damage I've done to my kids and what how can I fix them how can and you kept saying just work on you keep coming back to you. And it's taken me a while to understand that that is the truth. I cannot change or determine what my um, kid's father or the other kid's mother is doing or who all is in their life. And what I've done with that is shifted the perspective on that. And just look how many people love my kids. Look how much love and abundance is in our family and our life. Look at all the wonderful experiences they get to have and other families that they get to be a part of, right? Like, look at all these sisters and brothers that they have, all this community, all this connection. And that is what is missing in, in my life. In my life, that's what was missing was the community, the connection, the just bonding with, with people. And so I turn it and say that, and I think, well, for what am I responsible for in this action that's coming up with my child instead of blaming someone else? I just come back to myself. And again, my children are perfect mirrors for me. There's a reason that we have six of them running around here. It's because I needed a lot of mirrors to see what I needed to see to be a parent, to come home to myself. And a lot of that comes with parenting myself, the inner child work, which I'm just scratching the surface with, but reparenting myself and, you know, coming back to that inner child. When something happens with my child, how is that making my inner child feel? How is that making me feel? What is inside of me? that needs to be healed or looked at instead of projecting it right back onto my kid or letting that fear fester and say, oh, you need to do it this way because society, you know, won't, won't like that. Um, it's coming back to, well, no, that's what happened with little Melissa. And that's, you know, so going down that road as well. But the responsibility is huge. Taking responsibility for what I can do, who, what kind of mirror I want to be for my kids, what kind of projection I want to put upon this world. That's amazing. Responsibility for myself. First of all, I just want to give you kudos for having six children that you have to parent, six children. You're a walking safety zone for six children. That's like superwoman stuff. You and Leah, y'all are just my heroes. I have two. And um, one is 21 now and the other one is 13. So when I think about the parents, there are two things that really stood out to me. We can talk about conscious parenting all day long, and we can talk about it from our perspective. But when you hear someone say, I have a blended family, 
with ex-partners, ex ex-husbands and ex-girlfriends and all of this, which is now have become an extended community for my children. You're adding a lot of factors in you having to conscious parent. But I love what you said. It's my responsibility. I'm responsible for myself. And if I look in the mirror and take care of me, take care of my home, take care of my business, like this is my business over here. This is my lane. This is once I have a foundation over here that's healthy, that is a walking safety zone. It's okay when they go to their extended family. It's all right when things go down over there and there. As long as when I open my doors, this is what I heard from you, Melissa, they come back to this walking safety zone because I'm responsible for me here. And then I, you know, set that foundation. And it's difficult to do because we're human beings. So, of course, we want to place the blame. Of course, we want to say it's the ex's fault. Of course, we want to say your daddy did this or your, your mama did this. That is just our humanness to push things away from us. But I hear you say, but I've been working on being responsible for myself. I have to just give you kudos for that. So the first thing I wanted to say is about that blended family. So I have a blended family, so I understand that. But the other thing you said is there are sick children. That's another thing that we have to be mindful of. Six different personalities, probably six different types of triggers, and so much more, right, that you are trying to be a walking safety zone for. That's why we have to give ourselves so much compassion and so much love and kindness when we're parenting. And that's also why we cannot and should not do the comparison game, especially when we're comparing and bringing ourselves down because everybody's situation is different. When we're parenting, and Lee and I talked about this um, in a previous episode, when we're parenting, we should parent with the connection we have with that child. And so every connection is going to be different. And therefore, we have to be mindful not to just lump everything. Because if we, you know, we're talking about how to deepen the relationship is what Leah said earlier. It starts with the connection. And once you have that connection and it's not cookie cutter connection, with each child, then you can deepen that relationship based on the connection you have with that child. So there's a lot of different factors that makes conscious parenting messy sometimes and can feel challenging, but it's, you know, it's not perfect. It's just you going from that connection you have with the child and making certain that you're not trying to cookie cutter your connections, right? So I love all that you said and all that you you became aware of. The other piece is the journey of healing. As you heal, you become better at the thing that you do, everything, including parenting. Yeah, I just want to add a little something to that, that the connection with each child will be different. But what stays consistent is that connection with ourself. So if that is a strong connection, you know, we're, we're healing and working on ourselves and working on our own alignment, it's going to be easier to 
be there for each child and, and meet their specific needs because the consistency is within us. And that's where it gives us the flexibility to meet the other child where they're at. I thought that was really important to add. Melissa, what you talked about shifting the perspective, like that is the the power of the perspective because sometimes we cannot change anything in our outer world. We cannot change if our ex is dating somebody else. We cannot change. We can't have influence or control over a lot of those outside factors. But what we do have control over is our perspective, how we choose to see something. So I love that example that you gave that it's easy to to say, oh my God, there's so many people in their lives. So many people are, are messing them up and, you know, I, I can't control all this and it's chaos. Or you can shift your perspective and say, there are so many people in my children's lives that love them and that are there for them. So what a beautiful shift in perspective because nothing on the outside changed. Simply the way that you talk about the things on the outside changed. The way you chose to, to view them and the, the difference between the chaos and the calm that that shift in perspective gave to you. It gave you a greater sense of peace by saying, my children are loved by so many people instead of, oh, there's so many people in my children's lives. And and that brought peace to you. So the power of our perspective, um, and then that's something that we control when we are taking responsibility for ourselves and the, the things that we're engaging with in our life. So that was very, very powerful um, to know that we always can shift our perspective. And And it's not that we're being delusional or going into a denial space. No, we're choosing to see something that is in a way that helps it be more peaceful to us. And that's, that's really important when we're dealing with blended families and all the other factors that are involved, keeping our peace. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I really like that piece too, because, and I'll just say this and I'll pass it over to you, Melissa. For years, I told my son how lucky he was to have two moms. Mm. I still say it to him to this day. It is a calmer approach when you shift the perspective. And when you shift a perspective for you, then you shift the perspective for that child. So I love that too, when you said that, that was beautiful. And then you said something earlier, before we go too far in, I think this is important because it happens a lot to parents. When you talked about determining your worth by your children, oh my goodness, I talked to a lot of mom who feel lost in being a mom. And I just had a conversation just today with a friend who is really trying to come back to herself because she's an empty nester now. But you're like, where have I been all this time? And where you've been is being a mom or working tirelessly to create a walking safety zone if you were doing it consciously are working hard to be aware of doing the parenting in a certain way. And so we do this. We get lost in being a mom, just like we get lost in being a partner, get lost in being a wife. You know, we get lost in these identities. And often I speak about 
shedding the titles. And if you shed the titles, it's like shedding skin. It's like peeling the onion. It's like taking off the layers. And what's left is the naked truth. Because the reason why, this is my theory, haven't been proven, but I believe the reason why we hide behind the title of mom, the title of wife, the title of whatever our titles are, even our job titles, it's because it masks the naked truth. And in order for us to be the best version of a parent, the conscious parent, Lee and I talked about it and still talk about it often, is that you have to start with yourself. And starting with healing journey of yourself, acknowledging being aware of your stuff means you have to see your stuff. And in order to see your stuff, guess who you got to get from behind? Your children. Oh, right. And so I really believe that that's important. I felt the need to go back to that because that's really important. The reason why a lot of us hide behind our children. It's because we're not yet ready to see ourselves. So I would love to just have you expand on that. Yeah, it's so interesting. I love that, Stacey. And I love what you said too, Leah. As you were talking, like this picture came in my mind. It's like, wow, the universe really does work for me because the way the unfolding of how my whole life of having children has gone, it's little bits at a time. It was never like, rip apart you know I had my oldest and it was domestic abuse case right so I mean that was pretty intense but then I had my next couple children and we got divorced right he filed for a divorce and I was like my biggest fear and that's the thing fears came up along the way and I conquered those fears my biggest fear was like oh my gosh I don't want another mom parenting my kid because then they'll they won't love me as much right and until I realized that kids aren't here to love you (laughs) right that's all their job and so uh you know just that happened. And then, then it was easing into being a a co-parent, right. And having my kids every other week. And that was another part. It was like, I'm with these kids all the time. What the heck am I going to do? So it was these little baby things that kind of happened. And then meeting Troy and having our kids um, together every other week. So then it was this blended family, but then we had time together alone. So then it hit my healing journey. So it really was like this kind of spoon fed way for me to stand in my own power and be alone and love myself. Along the way, I was giving my power away to everyone, to my kids, to everyone. And that's where my immune system, and that's where I got really sick. And you talked about foundation earlier, and that's what I had. That's why I can have this walking safety zone because I laid the foundation. Of course, it took a rock bottom of being sick. However, rock bottoms are there for a reason. And I, what I did from that rubble was like create this foundation. I co-created it with you, Leah, with you, Stacey, with Epic Functional Medicine, with healing my body and knowing like what Melissa needs to show up and how it can calm my nervous system. That was the biggest thing that I learned about in the beginning was this nervous system thing. And so I have a plethora of things I do every day, breathing, celery juice, um, some CBD. I have a list of things I do every day to help me calm that nervous system because that's what creates the walking safety zone. Um, And then you talked about like the cookie cutter and the connection and things like that. Uh, Leah taught me at the beginning, you know, you can't be in love and fear at the same time. Well, I was in fear all the time all the time. And so that's where I was parenting from. That's where I was living from was this fear. So the connections were fear. So they were cookie cutter because it was all cookie cutter through fear. Or when I chose to go through the lens of love, that's when 
the cookie cutters fell away. That's when I realized, okay, connection is everything, authentic connection. And what that is, is like Leah said, starting with myself, what's my authentic connection to my myself, right? How do I show up in this world? And then it was about adapting and attuning to each child. All of my girls are six, seven years apart. <laughs> so they had a different, each one of them had a different mom. And even my middle child says to me, you like Stella the best. She's the youngest, right? I've been conscious parenting her for two years, everybody for two years, but I can see where that comes from. And so I just don't get offended from fear, right? Oh, my kid doesn't like me. I go to that connection and that like to self and I say, okay, get curious and compassionate about this. Why do you think that? You know, I can totally see why she would think that but not getting offended, just coming with curiosity. But, it, you know, all the kids are separate ages. They all had different moms. I talked to my oldest, she's 22, and I told her I was doing this podcast. And I'm like, well, do you know what conscious parenting is? She says, well, just being conscious while you're parenting. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, so I mean, it's a starting point for us to chat about it. But it really is like adapting and attuning to the energy and the emotions and the needs of the kids. So standing, like Leah said, standing firmly, and who I am and what I'm about and regulating my nervous system, coming back to that foundation, doing the breaths. My kids tell me all sorts of crazy things. I'm like, <gasps> and what goes through my head is like, what's society going to think? What would my parents think? What, 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 what? And then I take that breath and I think what's best for them? How can I hold space? How can I be there for them? Because nothing's too big to overcome or talk about or anything. It's just the fear of what might happen. I don't entertain fear like that anymore. I take those breaths and let it dissipate. And then I can come back to myself to that foundation that I created. And then I can say, okay, let's get curious about this. And I've learned a lot about my kids and about myself because they really are truly teachers. They are so smart and they know what they need. It's about cultivating that and loving that about them. And it's crazy because for me, I never received that. And so that's why I'm just grateful for this community, for these conversations like this, for both of you doing the podcast like this, because then it it's a way for me to learn these things. And being in person with both of you when you were parenting your children really like validated me. I, you know, I thought, oh, I'm doing this, not doing this right or I'm not doing it wrong. Because why? Because I've been very quiet. I went very, I used to be loud, big, boisterous, just like, you know, telling the kids what to do. This is entertaining the kids. That's what I thought I had to do. And then I went really quiet for a while and just observed and listened. And now I know when to speak because I'm thinking about my words because I'm regulating my nervous system because I'm coming back to that breath and thinking, what would my inner child want? It doesn't happen every time. And the thing, the thing is, when it doesn't happen, I always go back and apologize, which is something I never did before. So if something does get out of hand, which I have one of my children really is the one that it's hard to filter myself. And so then I go back and I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, I was heated and I responded in the wrong way. So it's also about that. You talk about Stacey, the rupture and the repair. The repair was not something I experienced or I was doing before, but the repair is great now. So, and that all comes back to the foundation that I created for myself, you know, not being so hard on myself, repairing that rupture within, <laughs> and then I can do it with them. So. Oh, I love that. Repairing the rupture within. I love that so much. You do have to repair the rupture within first, and then the rupture won't happen that much with your children. I absolutely love that. There's so much here. You're really talking about a lot of juicy stuff, isn't she, Leah? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I wanted to, to comment on it's something you said, Melissa, giving our power away. So 
you know, we've, we know your story of your childhood and there was a lot of control. And so being out on your own is like, okay, I need somebody to control me. And then, so we even give that role to our children when we're, when we're unconscious and it's like giving that power away to anybody in our lives, to our, to our partner, to our boss, to our children. And so it's important to understand that, that when those are patterns that are familiar and comfortable to us, we do that with our children, but our children are these little people, these little beautiful souls. They don't want to control us. They don't know, know that that's the role they want to play unless they're forced into it by their unconscious parent. So I, I think that's, you know, important for us to stop and ask ourselves if we are giving our power away to our children. You talked about your empty nester friend, Stacey, and how many times do we hear that story? Like the children are gone and now I don't know who I am. I don't know what to do with my life. So the beautiful thing, Melissa, you've shared a, um, a little bit about the beauty in becoming a conscious parent now while your children are still at home. And you can do that unameshment now before they are gone so that you're stand, when they're gone, you stand firmly in who you are and knowing who you are. And and you're excited about your own life. You're not dependent on your children to bring the excitement into your life. And so I think that's a, a beautiful thing about being a conscious parent is that we, we won't find ourselves in that position when we're the empty nester of who am I and what do I do now? Because we're already learning who we are and what we want to do in this world. We're already doing what we're meant to be doing in this world. And then we just grow with our children, you know, instead of all that enmeshment that can sometimes happen. So I think that's really important. And then the apologizing thing. Stacey, you say that we it's, it's okay to apologize to our children. In fact, it's a beautiful gift when we can do that because it's hard to do that sometimes, especially when we're an unconscious parent. It's no, I'm, I'm from Matilda. Sarah talked about that last time. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm smart. You're dumb, you know, and, but no, to, to let our children know I make mistakes too. And yeah. I'm sorry, you know, that is so big for a child to hear their parent apologize when there's been a rupture. I, I love that piece too. That's something that we can all work on because everybody loves to hear, I'm sorry, you know, and so especially our children love that when we can do that. So, you know, as I'm hearing that, you know, I, I there's a summary already that I have before I go to a question that I'm going to ask Melissa. When Melissa started out, she talked about the walking safety zone. In a walking safety zone, there's a lot of apology. In a walking safety zone, we start with authentic connection. And in a walking safety zone, we deepen our relationship with our children. In a walking safety zone, as a parent, we have already taken care of ourselves or we are taking care of the rupture within. Like I, I'm hearing all of this. And I'm like, this is like music to my ears. In a walking safety zone, we also watch the energy of what we're projecting to our child. But this one thing that uh, you said, Melissa said it, and then Leah, you expanded on it. When we talked about 
you can conscious parent at any age of the child's life because that quote that you quoted earlier, Melissa, about... Yeah, give me a boy until they're seven and I'll show you the man he will be. That quote right there, there's a lot of credence in it. And the reason I know that it's because of the work that I do. But it's only credence in it if that boy is never nurtured going forward. If there is no walking safety zone for that boy going forward. And the reason I'm saying that is to really validate what Leah said that even if the child is 37, we can conscious parent because beliefs are formed in that time frame. But look at us, all three of us as adults. What do we do every day, all day? We are working on throwing out old ass beliefs that are no longer good for us, was never good for us, or maybe was good for us in survival, but is not good for us now. We're throwing them out every day, all day long. We work at that to reprogram, rewire, and to bring ourselves to the beliefs that will work for us now in the life that we're desiring. So the reason I really wanted to come back to that is that although there's a lot of credibility in knowing that the zero to seven years old is that time frame when the synapses in the brain is wide open and the subconscious mind is recording, beliefs can be changed. And if you give that seven-year-old boy a walking safety zone container, then even if what was done between that time period was messy, you can change that mess. I've seen that. I see that every time I work with a client. I've seen that in myself. My zero to seven did not have the perfect walking safety zone at all. But there are so many of those beliefs about myself that was developed then that I have thrown out. So it's just, I wanted you to repeat that statement because it is big. And if you're a parent and you're listening and you do have a child that's younger than seven, yes, do it all. Do it all now and help their recorder and their their subconscious mind to hone in on the, the best statements ever and the best beliefs ever. But if that's not what's happened because you are still on your journey and you're still working through your stuff, it's okay too. As you grow, they grow. As you become more aware, you do something different. And so there is always time. So Leah, I just really wanted to put a little bit of sprinkle on top of that when you said that, you know, there's always time. We can always become a conscious parent. We can always become a conscious person. That's going to bring clarity into our life. It's going to bring choice into our life. It's going to allow us to create in our life instead of just surviving. So always we can become more consciously aware of ourselves, of our relationships, of our patterns, of, of anything in our life. We can become consciously aware. We can grow that. Yeah, you know, Melissa, there's two things I want you to expand on, because today we're really like talking about conscious parenting in action, which means it's not theory. It's not textbook. It's a mom who is on a journey of healing for herself that is raising six children 
in a a blended family uh you know it's 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 not simple right it's not simple so you talked about two things you talked about energy what does that mean so let's say there's a, a parent out there that's listening and they heard when you said you know and all of us said it leah leah said it i said it that the children are not only hearing our words and actions, but they're feeding from our energy. Expand on that as it it pertains to you and your parenting. How is that for you? And and tell somebody who d- doesn't get it and they're wondering what is you what are they talking about? Yeah, I love that. I wanted to say something real quick about what Leah said before um, about the patterns and recognizing them. Um, it's so interesting because with my kids and, and the space where I'm at, so it's like a midlife crisis thing that I thought I was going through, but really it was just like a healing awakening. Um, <laughs> but it happened, you know, when the kids were seven, 14 and 20. So um, it happened at this time where it's like, uh, they have a lot of patterns that I perpetuated and passed on that were totally unconscious, right? Now I'm aware of them. I'm on this healing journey. I got the awareness. I'm in the present moment. I've forgiven my past self for everything that I've done, knowing that I was doing it in survival and it got me to where I am here today. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's where I'm at. So um when I the, the cool part about like now when I see my kids playing in some of those patterns, I know exactly where they came from. I and, and I don't judge them, but I can be there for them, recognize the pattern, and and here's the thing: continue to work on myself know that yes it may trigger me but I know where it comes from because I was part of that in sewing that pattern in them some of them are so like oh you know hard to see at times but what did I need when I was in that pattern what kind of support did I need judgment did I need to be called out or did I need to say hey what's going on how you feeling and that's the part with the emotions is like how are you feeling helping them learn how to feel and not judge it and continue to work on myself and the thing is that I realized is that it's not about going back wishing I could have changed because this is my life. It's about looking forward to the future, thinking, oh my gosh, when they're ready to heal, guess who they can call? Me. And that's the walking safety zone there. So as far as energy goes, I love that question. And it's so deep. The roots of it are so deep. So energy for me, um, the old version of me was um, playing in fear, um, eating like really um, processed food. I believe, you know, what you consume will consume you. So what consumes you is your energy. Energy is the consumption of you. It's everything that is you. The essence of you is your energy. And so what I was consuming was like, you know, processed food and things that weren't good for my body. I had many ailments. So I was on eight different medications. I was telling myself very hateful, mean things that came from my my parents. That they weren't my words. They were just words that I, you know, was conditioned and, and heard for so long. So I'm telling myself all these negative things. All the things that were coming into me were negative. And, and so a lot of it, that energy was negative. So it was just low vibrational energy. Now that I made the shift and done this healing, I put healthy foods into my body. I tell myself, I love myself. I look in the mirror. I, you know, do all the, like for a walk, you know, I get really good sleep. I nourish my body. I drink water. I take care of myself. I tell myself the things I eat the healthy foods. I watch what I consume through my eyeballs is not what I used to consume through my eyeballs, which was just junk TV. Now it's nature. It's honestly more nature than anything else. So making that shift in energy and I've really learned and worked on my nervous system, right? Regulating that. 
And that's where I think energy comes from is that nervous system. It was hard to attune to my kids because I wasn't even attuned to myself back when I was an unconscious parent. And now I can attune to myself and my energy. I'm always aware of what it is. Um, how does my nervous system feel? How do I feel? Always doing those check-ins and then showing up with that energy. No matter what energy they have, this is where I'm working on right now. It's hard for me sometimes not to take on their energy, but I'm more aware now when I do take it on and make that choice to, all right, let's take a couple deep breaths. Let's regulate myself. That was a big deal. Took on some of their energy. What's mine? What's theirs? How can I fully show up and be that walking safety zone for them? So to me, energy is your essence, how you co-regulate with people, just how you show up in this world and what, what you put in your body. Um, 100% too. I love hearing you speak. I, I love hearing, I don't know if you hear yourself. When you hear yourself, you should hear yourself. <laughs> because you're the example that parents need, right? Because I'm hearing you say the thing that Lee and I talk about a lot, pausing. I've learned how to pause and I absolutely love that. You're even saying, and that's not who I always was. You know, I I had to get to that place. I had to get to the place where I could regulate my nervous system first before I respond. And the energy piece is really, really deep and important. And I might have told this story before, and I want to tell it because it's so important. If parents are listening, there's so many of us that when we're not conscious that we are projecting our energy on our children, we think something is wrong with our children. So I remember when I took my daughter to the doctor for anxiety issues (laughs) and I got the very best of the very best to do this thing. I paid out of pocket a whole bunch of money because I was concerned that she struggled with anxieties. And after this, I left her in the office. This psychologist did all this test and everything. And I sat with her a couple of days later after getting the report. She said to me, I don't see anxiety at all. I'm, I'm not seeing that at all with her. And I was shocked, almost like I wanted her to say it was there. It was weird. And I was like, so what do you see? She was like, I think she's very intelligent. And she just ran off all this, these wonderful things that I already knew about my daughter. So I was thinking to myself, I paid all this damn money just to learn what I already know about my child, right? So I'm driving home and I'm thinking, so where is this anxiety that I'm seeing? <laughs> I know y'all already know the punchline. Where is this anxiety that I'm seeing? And it hit me. It's not her. It's you. It's you. It's your anxiety. Because you know how we, um, the, they're, they reflect. It's like a mirror. And it's just how people are. We, we are seeing ourselves through people's eyes or, or just a reflection. It's the mirror you talked about, Melissa. You said that, I talked about the mirror earlier. So once I said that to myself driving home, that the anxiety that I was seeing all this time was not hers. I was actually emitting that energy. So my anxiety had her kind of, I hope mama is okay. And it wasn't until she got older, then she would would say things like, mama, are you okay? Is everything okay? And then that's when I would check myself and go, holy crapola, 
that's it right there. So when she was seeing that as a younger child, it's what I was projecting. And instead of me recognizing it in myself, <laughs> I laugh at it now because I'm so aware of it now. And, I, and I'm not laughing at any parent who, who's going through this. This shit is real. I'm just laughing at it because I was so convinced. So now I look back and I was like, okay, that was all me. But what, let me let me give you the kicker of it. So once the woman, this wonderful, very well-respected psychologist that I paid a lot of money for said nothing and just gave me all that I already knew of my child, when I was driving home, it hit me that it was me. And then all of a sudden, what I thought I was seeing, I no longer saw. You, you see what I'm saying? I no longer saw it. And so that energy, <laughs> it's real. And the reason I asked you the question, Melissa, is I was, I just wanted to know, like, how was yours? Look, this was my way of saying, how was yours transferring to your kid? Because I know how mine was, you know, it's real. The energy is real. What's your thoughts, Leah? I appreciate that story so much, Stacey, because our children absorb all of us. Like, they read energy way better than most adults. Children are so connected to the essence of who they are, to the energy, to the energy field. So, of course, they take on our energy. And I see that all of the time. I see that all the time when I'm stressed out and I have a lot of things on my plate. That's when my children are the most difficult, you know. That's when they're having the most problems. But if we check our energy, where am I at? It's most likely that we will see there a reflection of what we're going through. And so sometimes it's helpful, like when our children are going through something to, to check in with ourselves, because a lot of times we don't see our own patterns or we're so like lost in our, in our story that we, we can't see it, but our children will reflect it back to us. So I appreciate that very much because so often we put so much of our stuff on our children and then we're wondering what's wrong what's wrong done and children are all right you know children are so connected it's us that condition them away from that connection with self it's the adults in this world and society and all these influences that pull them away from that connection that that we all are born with so children are all right if they are having a lot of problems, check yourself, check yourself. Like I, I appreciate that so much because yes. it's very true. Or, or how about whenever your stuff passes, like, like this, this last week, everything's been gravy here because I, I'm like, not everything's passed. You know, the, the event happened. I'm like, all right, I'm okay now. Everything's gravy here. Everybody's fine. Nobody's in crisis mode. Nobody's. You know, so the energy is, is definitely real and children are so connected to that so much more so than we are. So look at your children. If, if there's anxiety, if there's depression, let's see where, where they're getting that from because it's not coming from them, especially young children. I mean, as they get older, yes. whatever, but yeah, because, so. because children, they don't do what we say. They do what we do that's when they pick up our stuff so real check yourself y'all <laughs> i had to <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. i love that yeah they're reflecting back to us our energy 
right? So wherever energy we're holding, they're reflecting that back. That's why I call our children little people. They have their own mind. They have their own compass. They know what they want and don't want. And all they need is what Melissa is creating for her children, a walking safety zone. Safe enough to say, I don't want to do it, mom. I don't feel like it. Melissa, throughout this whole conversation, you brought tears to my eyes. It's just wonderful to hear the way that you speak of your journey. And that's what it is. It's the journey with ourself. And I'm going to say that again. It, it always is going to to happen within first. And then it transfers to the outside always when parents are wanting to give their best to their children and how can I make the world a better place for my child? It's always the same answer. Work on your stuff. Work on yourself. Change your patterns. Build that conscious awareness because when when we see ourselves clearly and, and we work on our patterns, it transfers to our children. Our children receive that. So just, you know, watching, being on this journey with you, it's it brings a lot of joy and a lot of emotion to me to hear you speak the, the way that you do now of, of where you're at, where you've come from, how the journey's gone and, and the benefit that you see in your parenting and with your children. It's, it's really beautiful. So it makes me happy. And I'm really glad that you joined us today to share with us. I'm so glad to be here too. And I appreciate that reflection. Leah, you've been there since day one with my, my journey and lots of phone calls in the beginning, like, ah, panicky phone calls and, you know, coming to this point, it feels so good. And that's the thing that I learned too, is like, this is a journey and to appreciate all the parts of the journey, even the unconscious parenting parts, all of it. Right. And then to realize that my kids are on their own journeys. So when I can realize that I'm on my own journey, appreciate and love every aspect of it, I can do the same with them because they're on their own journey. They're having this moment. How I show up is part of that story that's written. And when they look back on their story, they can say, well, my mom was there. She didn't tell me what to do. She was just listening. And then she kind of told me the truth about what my options were. And then I was able to make an informed decision. And whatever decision I made, she loved me through it all. Mm. That's what we all want. (laughs) Yes. That sounds beautiful. That is what we all want. That is exactly what we all want. And even at our age in the adult stage, that's what we crave for. Our inner child is always saying, wow, where is my walking safety zone? So I really appreciate everything that you shared. I appreciate the journey you have been through and you're continuing to go through. I really appreciate how open and honest you are about where you've been and where you are now. And that's what is important. It's not where you've been. is celebrating the woman you've become, the mom you are today, and embracing that and knowing that, that no one is perfect and really just continuing to give yourself kindness and compassion. Because as you give it to yourself, your children will learn it from you and they'll give it to themselves. Even though this is called conscious parenting. We're still saying it. It's not perfect parenting, y'all. Allow yourself that space and then pick it up from there. So Leah, any final thoughts for you? Sure. I, I'm just super grateful that you had this idea 
to do this conscious parenting series of podcast episodes and you asked me, we've had some amazing guests, people from our community that that share their journey. Um, as I mentioned before, we're, we're doing this for any parent who is curious about being a conscious parent. We're doing this for any parent who is working on their own stuff, who is on their own healing journey and want to see the benefit of that in, in how it relates to the relationships they have with their children. We're doing these episodes to bring awareness to this concept of conscious parenting, which is going to create more peace in our world. And it's going to create better little people <laughs> that are going yes. to grow up and be better, better companions to us. It, it's going to make our lives easier. It's going to make their lives easier. And it's going to make the world a more peaceful place. So I'm, I'm just grateful for these conversations we're having and um, grateful for the stories that we get to hear from each other. I know it's amazing. No, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for saying yes. I feel excited about it. Definitely sharpening my parenting skills, right? Because we, we are always sharpening and moving to a new level and a new understanding. So each time we have these conversations, uh, I get a, a moment of, oh, light bulb. And then I get to practice it because that's it. Practice makes permanence, right? And that's the same thing with doing this parenting gig it practice makes permanence and so that's where we are so melissa it's been wonderful speaking to you today i just love to hear as we're closing out what are your final thoughts about this journey you've been on and and its correlation with um being a conscious parent yeah i love that question and i appreciate both of you so much for doing this podcast having these conversations for the work that we've done together for being a guide and teaching me that that's really where I am in this world to my kids and to everyone is a guide. First, I need to co-create that playbook within me, lay that foundation to be the guide for myself. <laughs> and then I can be that guide for others. And that is my biggest takeaway is how, how do I want to live in this life? What kind of energy do I want to hold? Bringing it back to the self. Like how can I fill my cup up because I am a reflection to my children and how I treat myself is how they're going to treat themselves and how they're going to treat other people in this world. And that's the biggest thing in every interaction I have with them. I think then the kids being on their own journey, uh, 100% respecting their journey, respecting um, everyone's journey. And then coming back to responsibility the ability to respond to myself will teach my kids the ability to respond to themselves and to be very easy on yourself, easy on yourself. You chose something different. You chose conscious parenting, no matter how old you are, how old your kids are, it's only going to benefit you because you're filling yourself up first. And that's what conscious parenting is all about. I love that. And at the end of the day, they won't put you in an old folks home. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys have, I'm not even going to explain, I'm not even going to explain that. If you guys have listened to our previous podcast, you know what that means. (laughs) Thank you so much, Melissa. It's amazing to have you. I'm proud of you. I look forward to hearing more of your growth stories on this journey. And um, I just, I'm just celebrating you right now. And even for you being here with us and using your voice like you are, that's a big, big celebration for you. Thank you. Thank you. you. And I want my listeners to know that 
in the end, I want you to be inspired to break free from the old constructs of the past and create a new legacy. Legacy. 